Welcome back to Crow and Fern's Guide to Weird Fiction, Folklore, Mythology, and Everything in Between, where I, Fern, talk about folklore and mythology, and Crow talks about weird fiction. Today is a folklore day, though, so hello, I am Fern, and... I'm Crow, Disney. Yes. Like I said, today we're doing folklore, and we are going to talk about the folklore legend that I took my name from my handle fern flowers fern flowers yay she wouldn't tell me what today's episode was about she wouldn't tell me i cried myself i wanted you to be surprised yeah that sounds about right that level of drama yes is me is the drama Flowers are an object in folklore that exists in many different cultures. I think a lot about the Baltic states, a lot of the northern Slavic states, and uh, ironically Sweden throw them in there too because they also have fern flowers as part of their mythology. Poland especially, Ukraine, a lot of those places are what comes to mind when we talk about this. And I'm sure like some of you are thinking right now, what does a fern flower look like? Don't be mad at yourself if it doesn't come to mind immediately because true ferns do not flower at all. <laughs> I'm going to save you the Google search. They don't flower. I was going to say that it was really like when we were coming up with our logo, you know, our picture and everything, it was really difficult to find inspiration because it was really difficult to Google fern flowers. I thought they were an actual thing. And then I discovered through Googling that ferns don't actually flower. And they don't. Fern lied to me. (laughs) No, no, this is real folklore. This is real mythology. The fact that ferns do not flower when so many other plants do was really, really confusing to people from like ancient and middle ages where science was sort of an idea. I I mean, science was as much folklore back then as folklore was. And so there were ideas created around the world wherever ferns grow as to how how they propagate, how we get more ferns. In Western Europe, you got things about like fern seeds and fern seeds were meant to be magical. In fact, fern plants in general were considered to be fairly magic because they just assumed, you know, like if they're not going to reproduce normally with a flower the way most plants do, they must be magic, you know? And so you could use fern fronds to like ward off witches and things like that. Fern seeds were meant to be very magical and they were parts of potions. They were parts of spells and all sorts of things. But of course, they don't actually exist. Fern seeds don't exist any more than fern flowers do. So (laughs) that was all folklore. In the areas that I was talking about, the Baltic states, northern Slavic states, and, you know, Sweden. (laughs) They Northern Slavic states and Sweden. And Sweden. (laughs) The idea of this magical fern flower became a thing. And the idea that it... was that it only bloomed one night of the year, which was summer solstice, or 
in some rarer cases, you also got them blooming on winter solstice, and it was like either for a single hour or a single night during that summer solstice. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so if you wanted to get or see or use a fern flower, you had to go into the deepest, darkest woods on the summer solstice. And if you were very, very lucky, if you were very, very lucky, you would maybe find one of these. Is the summer solstice the thing like they were celebrating in Midsommar? I'm trying to remember because the summer solstice is the shortest night of the year. Oh. Basically, I can't remember Midsommar well enough to say. I can't believe this. We watched it together. We did. We did. It we might. Did. You could Google it, but, okay. you know, the solstices are something that have been celebrated in many, many, many cultures all around the world. And so it would not surprise me at all. I don't remember it being wintry in Midsommar, so it could have been the summer sol- solstice. Kind of sounds like yeah. You know, like it wasn't summer. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, could be. Okay. But there are a lot of variations on the fern flower theme, but they all kind of come back to some similar concepts. Fern flowers were supposed to be able to grant you wishes. If you were fortunate enough to get a hold of one, you could use it to wish for whatever you wanted. In some cultures, it also gave you the ability to be kind of omniscient where you could see where anything in the world was including buried treasures or things you had lost or things that you really wanted. It could also give you the ability to speak to animals. So it was something that a lot of people wanted to find. However, like many wish-granting things in folklore, it can be as much of a problem as it is a solution. <laughs> like many things in folklore. Yes, yes. It's kind of like, you know, with the genies, if you are not very, very, very specific in how you word your wishes, it can backfire horrifically. Fern flowers aren't that way specifically, but the wishes definitely have a tendency to backfire. In fact, I'm going to start you off with one story. We're going to start off with one story where it does backfire. And this is a very classic fern flower story. Yes, I'm excited to hear it. (laughs) So in a very small village, there was this little boy and his name was Tomasla. And he was very ambitious. He had a lot of dreams, a lot of goals. Tomasla, he came from this really poor village, but he was one of those people who was like, I am getting out of here and I'm not going to look back. I'm going to find a way to make my fortune. I'm going to live a rich and powerful life and people are going to know my name and put respect on it. That was his kind of vibe, you know? Okay. And so part of his dream, part of his aspirational path, his five-year plan, if you will, to fulfill that dream was to find a fern flower. Now, like I said, you can only find those one night a year. He would wait very, very patiently for the summer solstice to come. And as soon as it did, he re- he would head right into the forest and head for the deepest, darkest parts, the parts where it was eerily silent and you could not hear dogs barking or any other sort of natural sound that would tell you you're anywhere near a village. Okay. And he would go through and look for these fern flowers 
all night. Because in this legend, this is one of those ones where they bloomed all night. Some of them, it's it's even tighter time frame where you only get like the hour after midnight. But he lived in one of the places where they bloomed all night. So he was a little fortunate <laughs> in that respect. And the first night was a harrowing experience. He was out there forever. And finally, he steps into a meadow. And the meadow is filled with a golden light. Okay. This is starting to remind me of Rapunzel, like Tangled. Hmm. Do you remember I wonder it? if there's any connection. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but I do remember there was... The magical um, flowers that just bloom mm-hmm. in the night. And they were also golden from what I recall. I wonder if there's any connection there. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think the plant in Tangled was a fern, but sometimes they take inspiration from these older stories. Yeah. Anyway, so he sees like this little meadow is filled with a golden light and ahead of him he sees a fern with a single golden flower that was glowing gold and filled the entire area with its light so he very carefully approached it and as he reached out his hand to take the fern flower the rooster crowed signifying that morning had come Okay. So the rooster crowed, and with a flash of light, the flower disappeared. Poor Tomislaw was so exhausted, at that point, he just collapsed near the fern. And his poor, <laughs> worried mother was left to, like, search through the woods to find him until she saw him passed out and then drag him back to the family farm. And, she started um, to valley put him, him to bed. Oh, my gosh, she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> And oh, and she was like, also, you lost some of your belongings and he lost the fern flower. He never got the fern flower in the first place. He was going to get it. He was so close. Don't you slander my man, Thomas Law. He was so close. He was going to get it. You took it right from between his fingers. He's like, all of the gemstones in my pocket are gone. I had an iridium quality carp. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Dude, that would break my fucking the- heart. Tomislaw, <laughs> no. <laughs> the local doctor is now wanting to charge me stupid amounts of money because he had to drag my sorry ass back home. <laughs> People who yeah. don't play Stardew Valley are like, I don't understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> are like, you have tainted, what's it called, Slavic folklore with your bullshit. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I love no, you. No, that's what. <laughs> Poor Thomas Law. He's like, he's missed his chance for an entire year right? An entire mm-hmm. year. So he has to wait a whole nother year. And he's, it, it's kind of like, <laughs> I don't know if anyone has ever had like big plans and big dreams, but you have to like kind of trudge through the very mediocre kind of boring stage in life to get to them. Like maybe when you're going through college or trying to work up to save enough money to do something that you really want to do. And it's just like, you kind of or get licensed in a different country and you have to go through 16 billion exams and you're so burnt out that you feel like setting everything on fire including the Mm -hmm. fern flower and the dude looking for it poor thomas law what do you have against him he's just trying to he's just trying to fulfill his dreams okay he has ambitions I'm sorry, you know, I I hate Thomas Law for he said he spoke the truth. <laughs> I'm a he's, heretic. He's grinding. 
Tomasla is grinding. Okay. Anyway, so. the summer solstice does eventually come back around again. Of course, he's very, very excited. He's like, this time, I'm not going to fuck it up. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to get me a fancy little flower that is going to make all my greatest wishes come true. And so the solstice comes and he immediately heads out into the forest, heading back into the path that he went last time, into the deepest, darkest, most formidable part of the woods where no sound from the town will ever be heard, no barking of a dog or anything like that. And he spent hours trudging through the forest. The sky was already beginning to lighten just a little, when he finally found the clearing again that he had found last year. And once again, he saw this beautiful fern, this large, luscious fern, and a one single large flower filling the entire meadow with its golden light. This time, he doesn't let himself get intimidated and you know, slowly approach. Instead, he rushes straight forward to reach out and try and grab the fern flower and not miss his chance. Just before his fingers touch the petals, he hears the crowing of a rooster and in a flash, just as happened last time, the flower disappeared. He had once again missed his chance. <laughs> My heart, poor Thomas. Lowe. I know. Poor Tomasla. He's very upset. for you, dude. I mean, I wouldn't blame him. I'm just admiring his persistence at this point. He, he's grinding. My, my my man is hustling. He's he's trying to get it done. But apparently when he's angry and upset, he sleeps because that's what he did again. He he's just... Captain <laughs> Knuckles and me also. Every time I face something difficult, I just sleep. It works. Yeah. He, he went into a frustration sleep. <laughs> It he works. went into a frustration sleep. He's like, I'm done. And he fell asleep in the middle of the forest. And I fucking love him. Depending on which mythology you choose to believe, either his poor, exasperated mother or the doctor from Stardew Valley dragged him back home and nursed him Can back Can people to stop dragging him? Dude, maybe, maybe fern flowers bloom more than once a year, but these people keep dragging him back home that my guy doesn't even have a chance to find out for himself. I mean, he could potentially go out there on a different night if he wanted to, but no, that is not how this legend works. <laughs> you don't get more than one night to hunt the fern flower unless you're in one of those lucky countries where the belief is that it does also bloom on the winter solstice, but Tomasla is not that kind of lucky, you know? He's got one night. That's it. Fine. It is fine. <laughs> fine. This time, once again, he has to like grind through the year to get to another summer solstice and this time the months feel even longer the days even slower and the dream even further away but eventually he did hit the next summer solstice and this time he was ready. He went out there. He knew the way by this point. He went through the forest as quickly as he could. And this time when he reached the the glade, it wasn't about to turn into a dawn. He got there in time. And so he very carefully approached the fern flower. Yes. And it was just sitting there like it was waiting for him. And this time the rooster did not crow. He was able to reach out and touch the glowing flower. There, There's this thing with fern flowers. The story is that they're a very delicate flower. And if you 
grab onto it directly, it tends to fall apart, which makes me think of like poppies because they do that too. <laughs> they're, they're also a very delicate flower that can just fall apart if you're not careful. So he, what you're supposed to do, and he does this, is you're supposed to gently knock it off the plant into a handkerchief. And so he wraps it up in this handkerchief and he puts it in his pocket and he feels it, the heat of it burning against his chest. And a voice speaks to his mind and it says, you can have anything in the world that you want. However, you can never share your happiness with any other person or all that you've wished for will disappear. Oh, come on. Yeah, and this is actually a very common theme with fern flowers. In fact, this is one of the major themes of fern flowers is you can have all that you wish, but you can't share it with anyone. Would you take that deal? Would you? I don't know that I'd see the point in taking the deal. And the story of Thomas Law is going to illustrate why it's a bad deal. <laughs> what about you? Would you take the deal? Yes. Yes, I would. I, I thought I would like let you, I, I was going to let you finish. But since you asked, I would take the deal. Because listen, do I need to share my makeup with anyone? Do I need to share my books? Do I need to share my eraser collection? No. The eraser collection. Yeah single life do i need to share my food absolutely fucking not i will buy the wagyu steak and i will enjoy it alone and you can pay for your oh you don't even like red meat see you see where it's i'm sure going with this okay let's talk about thomas law let's talk about okay. how this worked out for thomas law <laughs> okay fine he was so excited that he didn't really care about the warning he was like no nah, man i just got my dream i got my goal nothing else matters so you know, as he's accepting this and not trying to fight against the idea that he can't share anything with anyone, the fern flower takes root inside of his heart and becomes one with him. And he decides immediately, I'm not going to spend one more night in my rundown cottage in my poor village. It's on to better things for me. And he immediately wished for a giant palace in the middle of a powerful great kingdom and as soon as he wished it the whole thing came into existence his gorgeous humongous palace surrounded by this well-kept beautiful kingdom and he all at the center of it as the king okay as he entered the palace servants approached him and asked him what he wanted immediately served him with whatever he asked for but there were no friends or family everyone were servants or people who were part of his kingdom no one that he could become close to okay and he enjoyed his wealth you know like he went through his whole flex on instagram clout stage where he's like i'm rich you guys are poor look at all my fancy cars yeah <laughs> look at all my fancy chariots <laughs> i got this fancy bugatti chariot that goes um with horses that go faster than your horses <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> oh my god and he, i i imagine him like having this giant room full of gold coins and then just diving through them oh, he's scrooge, scrooge mcduck stuff i think he does i think he scrooge mcducks it he's living the lavish lifestyle he's getting everything he wants dolce and gabbana pantaloons yeah but he's occasionally haunted by the memory of all the people he left behind especially his family and his Aww. mom his mom Aww. he was very close to his mom Aww. and 
he kept thinking about how they were struggling in poverty while he was Scrooge McDucking it in his gold coins. And he was tempted to send them money, but he knew as soon as he did, it would all disappear. So he kept strong and he kept, you know, living the lifestyle and flexing on Instagram and all that. He kept it all to himself. And over time, his loneliness grew. And because he was lonely, he became angry and cruel. And he was considered a cruel king, someone that people feared. Whoops. Yep. (laughs) And he frequently let them feel the wrath of his cold, empty heart. (laughs) One day, he found himself missing his mother so much that Mm. he didn't think he could bear it. So he got one of his fancy top-of-the-line carriages, probably gold-plated or something like that. And he got in there, and he had the finest, fastest horses of the land take him to his old village. When his mother saw the grand carriage approaching, you know, all tall and majestic with the powerful, glorious horses and the trains of servants, she was afraid. She began to tremble and... The king approached her and he's like, no, no, it's me, Tomasla. And she's like, no, you are not my son. My son is dead. He would never have abandoned us if he were alive. He would never have let us grovel in poverty if he had found the fern flower and had found wealth. Like He would never do this to us. Okay. Uh, he would have shared what he had with his friends and family. Mm. And the king, for a moment, feels this pang of guilt and he really wishes, he wants to share the wealth with his mother especially, but also with his entire family. But he knows, like, as soon as you share this with anyone else, it's all going to disappear. It will all be gone. You'll, you'll be back into that life of poverty. And so he goes back into his carriage and he goes back home to his cold, empty, but beautiful palace. And one year later, Tomislav decides to visit his family again. I mean, the man is missing his family. He, He is struggling here with the loneliness and the isolation because I do think, you know, his wealth has isolated him in a very real way. This time when he pulls up, no one comes out to greet the carriage. He does not see his mother anywhere. Instead, one of the village women comes and approaches and, you know, like kneels before him and he's like, speak woman. (laughs) Speak, kiss the ring. Kiss the ring. And he asks, where's my mom? You know, like, where's Ma? (laughs) Ma! Ma! (laughs) We joke that Crow's cat is the king of New Jersey. Prince of New Jersey. And he follows her. He's He's a prince. He's the prince of New Jersey and he follows her around the house going, Ma! 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 Ma, the bowl's empty! Ma! I mean, if you leave his meowing in, because he did kind of cause a ruckus in this recording, oh, people I didn't hear. will see what I mean. Yeah, he's he's a very vocal kitty. <laughs> he's a very vocal cat, especially when I go to the bathroom and I don't allow him to come in with me. And then Ma! He- <laughs> So he's like, where's my mo- Where's my mother? And the woman is like, she's very sick. She's on her deathbed. And in fact, there's kind of been this sickness going around. Your dad actually passed away a few months earlier. So now your only living relative, your mother, is not long for this world. Tomasla, of course, feels awful about this. He enters his mother's home and he sees her lying on the bed, pale, fragile, looking like she's hanging on to her last breath with both hands, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
what little was left of his heart broke within him. And Mm. he wanted to call for the very best doctors in all the land. You know, he knew he had this whole kingdom. He could call Mm -hmm. the best doctors from his land over to help his mother. But he knew as soon as he gave them any money to take care of his mother, it would all disappear. And that would be it. His wealth would be gone. And he said to himself, you know, this is the mental gymnastics Thomas Law goes through. She's an old woman. And her suffering is not going to be very long. Even if I had doctors come over and help her, her life wouldn't be that much longer anyway. I'm young and I have a lot of life left in for me. And so if I give up everything now, I'm going to suffer for a long time. And what was left of the goodness in his heart turned cold. And he left uh, and he went home. He left her there to die. But there was no happiness for Thomas Law in the entire world now that his family was gone. His huge extravagant castle felt more like a beautiful prison with no one in it who could give him love. All the people that he had cared for were gone. His gold was cold and lifeless. His beautiful things were empty and meaningless. And the year that followed was long and dull and completely devoid of any form of happiness. Tomislav found himself hating all of the opulence, all of the beauty that surrounded him. He's decided once again that he was going to visit his little village in his carriage, even though the people that he loved were gone. This time when he arrived, no one greeted him. There wasn't even that old woman, <laughs> the old uh, village woman. His humble home. They all did. Yeah, yeah. His little farmhouse that once stood was nothing but a pile of stone. He searched and throughout the crumbling remains of the village until he finally found one last villager who told him that his mother had died. His little house had been swept away in a flood. The farm animals had all died. Nothing that had once mattered to him in his old life was left. Everything was gone. Devastated, he broke down into tears, and he cursed the fern flower that had taken everything from him. He was like, you took everything that mattered and left me only with the things that didn't. And he realized he was completely and forever alone And unable to bear that thought anymore, he made one last wish on the fern flower. And the wish was that he would be dead. As soon as he wished Mm. that, the earth opened up and it swallowed Thomas Law whole. And the fern flower fulfilling his one last wish. It couldn't even grant him a peaceful death. I mean, sinkhole is actually one of like my nightmare deaths. Like, you know how yes. <laughs> you know how everyone has a, a list of ways that are one of their absolute worst nightmares to go. Yep. I I think it's just a result of seeing like the sinkholes and how they just like suck up so much and a. That has been on my list of like absolute worst ways to go for a while. <laughs> and the fern flower came in and was like, I got you, fam. I got you. <laughs> let me swallow you whole and let you fall like a huge distance into a mysterious darkness until you die on something deep below. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a miserable way to go. Would you still take the fern flower deal? The thing is, I keep trying to think about it. I, like, did he actually do anything wrong? Like, what was his crime here? What have I learned from this that you should not fight for something that you believe you want or that you should not work towards it or because all he's guilty of is just following his ambition it wasn't like he was a lazy dude who spent his time sitting by the fern flower while, while his family starved in their uh -huh. cottage or uh -huh. something he just wanted something better for himself and his family and the fern flower was a piece of shit and not you like no offense fern <laughs> and was just like no, you don't get that actually because, and also what I kept thinking is, isn't there some kind of loophole? Like technically, let's say if his mom sold him something and he was paying her for that something, then wouldn't he just be paying her for her services or would that also be considered him sharing his fortune with her? Oh, you know, I don't know that that has ever come up in a story that I can think of. Although it would be interesting to try and find the, the loophole. The real thing here is that he let greed and ambition warp his priorities. So what would you have him do? Like you would have, like, especially if he's a medieval peasant, he can't just like go to college and then get a good education and a job. And even people who can nowadays, not everyone has access to that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, what would he do? Just like be a poor peasant for the rest of his life, but he would have his family. Like you can find a way to grind to get like into a better position in life. The real message here is about letting greed blind you to the things that really matter. You know, like it wasn't just that he worked to get to something better. It's that he turned his back on everyone that he loved. You know, his mother was the one who was always going out in the forest and bringing him back home and taking care of him. And when she needed him, he abandoned her. The message is that if your priorities are only on the wealth, you can lose the things that matter most. And I think like the real message here is you can't lose track of what does matter. The story of Fernflowers is well known. This is an aspect of Fernflowers that they'll grant you any wish that you want, but you can't share it and that you can't, you know, like they have a tendency to isolate people. And so he kind of knew what he was getting into. He was just willing to pay that price. It reminds me of people who chase clout, who are willing to burn friendships and leave behind the people who helped them and who loved them. This is kind of like a oddly funny kind of example, but there was a guy who went on a talk show at one point, and I, I can't remember which one. I've just seen the clip because it went viral. <laughs> he refused to talk to his family because none of them had enough followers, so he thought they were beneath him. <laughs> it's that kind of attitude of like, it's about me, not about anyone else. Fern flowers are a cold reminder that the most important thing in life is people. And if you prioritize wealth and clout and power above that, you may get what you, the thing you're looking for, but it's not going to make you happy. There's a right and a wrong way to do things, so to speak. Fine. Okay. I guess if you put it that way, it kind of makes sense. It makes better sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because Tomasla, like when you think about it, how cold-hearted you have to be. I'm still upset. I still think that he deserved better do you think like letting his mother die because you think about how cold you have to be to be like okay i'm just i could save her life and say like i'll pay you doctors once she's well 
and you know like get her all healed up and then pay them and you know like go back to to his poverty life and and then what if she relapses and then he goes back to his poverty life and she actually does die out of all the stories that you've ever told me the folklore stories this one really frustrates me that's because you grind very hard. I wouldn't let my mom die. But that's <laughs> the point. That's the point. It's not that it's bad that Thomas Law was grinding to get a fortune. It's bad that he was willing to burn all of his bridges to get there. Maybe. <laughs> and you're like, no, let them burn. <laughs> let the mother die I'm in the hut. <laughs> all the Slavs out there being like, hmm, these Arabs are willing to kill their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> I what I'm really getting out of this is that it's a good thing there aren't fern flowers in Arabic folklore because crow would burn us all. <laughs> because I would burn every I would be like, "Listen, friend, I need you to help me pass these exams. Fuck everyone." But then you know what? Because I'm not allowed to share it with anyone else, so maybe I pass the exam but end up being a really shitty doctor because I'm not allowed to share the knowledge with anyone. That would be, you know what? That would be an interesting take on that and that could I could see that being a twist on a like a modern fern flower story the monkey's fern <laughs> like the monkey's paw <laughs> yes yeah yeah and and i just want to kind of remind you for a second thomas law had a lot of time to rethink his decisions this wasn't something that happened over the course of days this was something that happened over the course of years. He could have rethought this at any point. He could have realized like, okay, maybe it will be harder to find a way to like grind to maybe become a merchant, for example, or something like that. It will be a lot of hard work and a lot more difficult, but I'd be able to share that wealth with my family and friends and all of that. He, he never did. He never rethought it. He was too focused on himself and not on others. And in the end, when he realized that being so focused on his needs alone had left him completely alone, it was too late at that point. Okay. It is kind of about selfishness at its core, but there are more things that go into this these types of stories. Okay. You have to remember, especially during the time that a lot of these stories were written and told and passed on, whether you lived or died in the world depended a lot on the community that you built. Whether you lived on your own or lived in a village was often the difference between life and death. If you had a good community okay. around you, when something bad happened, you had someone to help you get through it. You had people to take care of you. Just like Tomislav needed someone to pull him out of the woods every night <laughs> that he went out in there, he needed the people in his village, and they needed him, and he turned his back on them. So that is kind of the, the idea, you know, like the... It's to drive home the importance of community, of family, of people in your life. But there are ways that fern flowers can be used for good. They're not always like... Assholes. Yeah. They can also grant you wisdom and visions. In fact, let me tell you another story where the fern flower works out a little bit better. So there's a story of this young man who lived in a little village and he had cows that he took care of and there was one cow that he really, really loved. He had bonded with it. He'd raised it from when it was a little calf and his beloved cow one day wandered off into the woods. 
In fear and desperation, he goes into the woods to search for it. He's looking everywhere through the bushes, deeper and deeper into the woods to see if he can find any sign of it. As he's looking, the sky grows dark and he becomes more and more desperate. And he goes deeper and deeper into the woods because I'm sure he's thinking like, if I don't find this cow, maybe the wolves will or, you know, something else that could cause it harm. Look at Bessie. Bessie, poor Bessie. Gotta save Bessie. Save Bessie. He wanders in for hours, pushing deeper and deeper into an absolute maze of trees until he finally finds a little grove so secluded that the voices of men and the bark of dogs will never be heard that far in. Fucking creepy, man. Mm -hmm. Well, it is. It's meant to be like you are far away from everything safe and good. (laughs) He is so preoccupied with trying to find his poor little Bessie, (laughs) that he does not even notice this beautiful fern flower glowing softly near his feet. And he steps on it. <laughs> he tramples on Good. it. Good. He tramples on Trample the fern it. flower. That's what the fern flower wants. It has a fucking humiliation kink. It doesn't want people to notice it and pick it up and follow their ambitions. Anyway, so he's so preoccupied with it Crying. that he steps on it. <laughs> and the single petal of the fern flower sticks to the bottom of his shoe. The drama. As soon as that happens, his mind becomes filled with visions and he can see all sorts of hidden secrets all around him. He immediately knows where many, many hidden treasures that would make him wealthy beyond all of his wildest desires were. Yeah. And he can see the locations of all hidden things. And among them, he sees in a vision where his dear beloved cow is and he immediately heads straight to the path to find his sweet little scared cow and quickly lead it home and he's like i'll go and in the morning i'm gonna go find dig up some of these treasures that i've been seeing in my head for some reason (laughs) but as he's preparing Mm -hmm. for bed and he you know he's changing the fern flower petal that was stuck to his shoe falls off and instantly fades away into nothing. And the visions that were Mm. filling his head suddenly disappear along with it. He's unable to remember any of what he saw. He can't remember the location of even one treasure, not even the smallest one. But he's not bothered because he has his cow. And that was really all he needed to make him happy. Because <laughs> he loved... That's so cute. He loved his precious cow. And the fern flower was super bitter and sad because it's like, damn it, I couldn't lure this guy away with the promise of a better life because he's wholesome and he likes his cow. <laughs> well, no, because the fern flower, the me- message of the fern flower is the same, even if the way that it's portrayed is slightly different. It's It's that money is not going to bring you happiness. It's things that are deeper than that. It's connections and, you know, the things that we love now that make us happy, not like empty treasures. And so it's always about connecting to the, the things that matter and the desires of your heart. Basically, if what your heart is set on is money at the cost of everything else, you're going to be fucked if you find a fern flower. However, if your desires are pure and all you want is to help other people or to help the people that you love or even if it's cow, you know, <laughs> it's going to work out yeah. for you. Like like even in Thomas Law's case, 
the fern flower gave him the ability to save his mother. He could have afforded the finest doctors in the land, but he chose not to. It's really kind of this thing where what you want in your heart, the fern flower is going to give you. And if it's a good thing, it's going to work out for you. If it's something based entirely on greed and selfishness, it's going to bite you in the ass. (laughs) Just like it did. Yep. Just like it did for poor Thomas Law. If you're someone who's determined to search for a fern flower, they're said to bloom only on the solstices, usually the summer solstice, but like I said, some places it's the winter one, in the deepest, most untouched parts of the forest. If the forest has any connection to old magic, that's even better, that will help. They bloom at midnight. Some legends say there's a loud cracking sound as the flower opens. And just like we saw in the story of Thomas Law, they're very, very delicate. And if you grab it directly, it's probably going to fall apart in your hand. So you have to gently knock or shake it into a white cloth. Depending mm-hmm. on the story, the bloom may last a single hour or it may last until dawn. Or if you're lucky like Thomas Law, it can take root inside of you and then last as long as you want it to. However, if you are going to search for a fern flower on a solstice night, be aware that many other supernatural creatures also search for them. It's said that witches and demons and all sorts of... This is where it gets good. (laughs) All sorts of powerful, dangerous creatures search for it. And so if you want a fern flower, you might have to fight something evil or hide from something evil or be speedy and get there before something else more dangerous and darker gets to it first. So it's a very dangerous thing to do in the first place. Give me an example (laughs) of a creature that might be out that I might have to throw hands with. Well, witches are probably the most common one that I've heard. So you might have to like bring some stuff to ward off witches. (laughs) The legend of the fern flower is across many places. There are some plants associated with this legend that actually do bloom, but they're not true ferns because no true fern blooms. They just propagate with with spores. One example though that I want to bring up of a plant that does bloom that is associated with the fern flower myth is tied to Ukraine. It's called Chernovoruta. It's a sweet smelling rue. So Mm -hmm. if you look at it, it does bear some resemblance to a fern, which is probably why it got pulled into this legend, but it's not a true fern. Like the name suggests, it's it's actually a species of rue. And one place that it grows, one of the more common places that it grows, it's kind of associated with this legend, is Crimea. It's said that since it does bloom on days other than the solstice, it's said that what actually happens on the solstice is this flower, which is normally yellow, will glow red on that night and that's when it has its magic and if you get it then that's when you it can do all of the the fern flower magic so you have to okay okay I have to admit, like, I've been thinking about Chernovoruta quite a bit over the last year. Well, for a long time, actually, because this one plant (laughs) that is associated with this legend has really been pretty inaccessible for the most part. Like, obviously, 
there are some other places you can get a hold of it. But for the most part, it really has been inaccessible due to the Russian invasion of Crimea and, of course, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that I keep thinking, like... And, and it's such a dumb thing, but I <laughs> I keep wanting, like, the Ukrainian people to have access to this little bit of folklore again. But probably more importantly for the Russians to just fuck off and leave them alone so mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. have to die. Kronos, I've been following this thing very closely. We all have. We all have. I am definitely pro-Ukraine winning this. But I agree. I echo Fern's sentiment. The people of Ukraine have been through so much this past year, and our my heart really goes out to them. And so when I decided to tell this story, I wanted to bring it back to the fern flowers of Crimea because the people of Ukraine are in my heart right now, and I am really hoping that this war can end swiftly and they can preserve their their freedoms and so just as kind of a a special thing since we're talking about something that does tie back to Ukraine I was gonna put some links in the show notes this time to some charities that you can get donate to to help Ukraine through this difficult time one is well CNBC did an article where they gathered a huge list of like all of the different charities that you can give to do like different things So like if you wanted to specifically donate medical or water or, you know, things like that, you could kind of pick out the one that you want. Another one that I'm going to link is kind of a fun one, but one that's done a lot of good. It's called St. Javelin. I don't know if you've heard of it, but you can get like kind of funny, cheeky merchandise like apparel and mugs and a large percentage of every purchase goes directly to Ukraine and they've already donated millions of dollars. I would urge you, like, if it's within your possibility to think about them to maybe make a donation to a reputable charity to help Ukraine, hopefully this awful war will not last too much longer. Yeah. Like I said, those links will be in the show notes. Any thoughts, mm-hmm. Crow? No, I just completely echo your sentiment. I think, it, like, my heart goes out to the people who are going through this mm-hmm. um, because I know, like... As someone who has watched it happen a lot in the Middle East, Mm -hmm. similar suffering with what people went through in Syria and in Iraq, I know that it's absolutely terrible and it devastates people for generations to come. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any contradicting thoughts. Like, I'm just 100% with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, war is a terrible thing, and yeah. it leaves scars wherever it goes exactly. for for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. A very, very long time. Yep. Anyway, I always love the fern flower stories because it is a reminder about focusing on the things that matter because those are the things that are going to give your life meaning. And it's not to say that you can't work towards a better life. You just have to keep your focus while you do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's our story for today. Crow, where can they find us? If you enjoyed this episode, then feel free to give us a follow. We're available on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review because we would love to hear what you think. Also, take a look at our social media. We're available on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and we have an email if you want to share your thoughts or tell us what we can review next or what have you. Make recommendations, yeah. But yeah, can I say something before you sign off? Sure. Basically, we're all, we're going to go to one episode a week for the next six weeks because my exam is coming up and I simply 
couldn't find the time to research episodes as well as I wanted to. But I have some really, really, really good stuff saved up for the second half of February. Just everyone cross your fingers, your toes, or what have you, that I pass my exam and we can go back to some really good writing shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Sometimes real fun. life gets in the way a little bit. <laughs> We're definitely yeah. n- nowhere near this being but our I've full-time jobs. I've got some jobs. really good episodes stored up. Like, we are going back into dystopias and fucking purple prose and murdering our darlings and a lot of good shit. Yeah, yeah. And I will continue to post episodes during that yeah. time. So mine mine yeah. will still co- be just, coming yeah. out. It's just... Yeah, so every Thursday. It's just me. I'm the disappointment. <laughs> Crow, Crow needs a break to do real life stuff. <laughs> but it, it's, it's yes. only temporary. Six weeks. Yes. All right. I'm glad you remembered to do that. <laughs> Signing off. This is Fern. And this is Crow. Bye. Bye. Bye.